Welcome back to Your Average Witch, where we talk about witch life, witch stories, and sometimes a little witchcraft on the full and new moon every month. In this episode, I talk to Rachel of Anahata's Purpose. Rachel tells us about growing up in a magical family, her interest in high magic, and how she built community by founding the life-changing retreat called Anahata's Purpose. She also briefly touches on an all-inclusive mini-retreat happening at the end of April. Tickets are available on her website, anahatispurpose.com. Now let's get to the stories. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Would you please introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and where you they can find you on the internet and what you do? Yes, my name is Rachel Matan. I am the founder and curator of Anahata's Purpose. And you can go to anahataspurpose.com. Social media link for Instagram is anahatas underscore purpose. Pretty much anything anahatas purpose will lead you to me. <laughs> so what made you want to start the purpose? Mm, the purpose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I have been someone who has been obviously interested in all of the witch stuff, uh, but also has been a big fan of festivals um, in South Jersey, in the Pine Barrens. There's a few music festivals that happen down here um, and they are fantastic, but it kind of gets a little rowdy and unruly <laughs> from time to time. Um, and I really, there's one in particular that I help with um, and now they actually help with Anahata's called Beard Fest. I went to Beard Fest one year and they offer really great music and they have a couple wellness classes throughout the day, but the main focus is on the music. And when I was there years ago, it was the first time I went, I just kind of saw there's an opportunity to flip the script, uh, to create a place where the highlight is actually the workshops and the highlight and the focus is the classes and the facilitators. And music is just like an extra added fun thing. Um, you know, music is a universal language. We all love it. I mean, even last year we had our headliner was from Argentina. Um, so it's definitely a universal language, but it's just, I wanted the focus to be on workshops on, you know, healing as a lifestyle and create a space where people can feel fun and free, but also aren't scared or intimidated because they don't know what people might be on or what influences they may be under. Um, and that's where it just kind of started from and birthed from. I just saw one festival and was like, I, I want to do this, but for, for me. And suppose, I guess other people really like it. So that's good. <laughs> other people wanted it too. So that's great. <laughs> well, it's, I can't wait. It's one of my favorite things now in my life. And I'm excited for next mm. year, this year, this next time. I am too. I September. know. Woo. Already starting. Already start. Yes. <laughs> so, what does it mean to you when you call yourself a witch? Um, for me, it's really about proclaiming my individuality. Um, it is a way that I can partake in my community, but be authentic. Um, and it is something that helps me feel empowered. That's what I mean. It means me being authentically me. I'm thinking about that. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, for me, that's kind of 
what it is. I feel like everyone that I know in this community, everyone has their very unique ways of doing things. And they, some are more structured than others. And for me, it's a very um, pick and choose what feels right. What I kind of create in my practice, it's about being more present. It's about tuning into aha moments. Um, yeah, it's just about finding myself a little more, I guess, not to get cheesy. <laughs> I like cheese. Yeah, cheese is great. <laughs> so do you have any daily practices that you'll share with us? I see. I, I have or things weekly. that I just, routine. yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I definitely weekly, I like, I'm a journaler, but not a daily journaler. Uh, my Gemini son just has me all over the place all the time. So I feel like it's very hard for me to stick to one specific routine every day because I get bored of it and I have to like spice things up a little bit. So there's some days I journal. There's some days I work out really hard. There's some days that I, you know, will focus on education around it and be reading some kind of literature around witchcraft um, there's days where I will dive into my cards and I'm kind of all over the place, but it, it seems to be that I have different things that I use for different times and situations and ways that I'm feeling in my life. Um, like if I'm very confused, um, that's when I will normally go pull some kind of cards for that day. And, uh, if I'm, my brain is kind of jumbling all over the place. That's when I'm like, okay, I need to journal. You know, I need to get all this stuff out of me. And it, I just, whatever it is that I can use to kind of bring me into the moment and like what I need. So daily I do something, but it's not always the same thing. I guess you'd say drink water. I drink a lot of water first thing in the morning. That's my daily ritual. Hmm. <laughs> Do you have a family history with witchcraft? Kind of. My aunt is a very talented medium, like extremely skilled and gifted medium. And she had her gift. I mean, it started very early. She's written a few books about it. Um, so there's even stories of her and her childhood seeing things and my grandfather having to pretend to flush them down the toilet to get her to go back to bed at night. And I think that that was really a helpful thing in my family. Like, and for me personally, she gave me my first deck of cards when I was 15. Um, she has always been kind of like a staple in just meditation, mindfulness, awareness. She's kind of not like we've all, she always calls like us when I say us, I mean my, my three cousins and I, um, like her little witches. You know, and we've always called her, you know, like she's just uh, such a witch and she'll be smudging everywhere. And it's just something that was normal in our family, but it was also something that we didn't like really talk about um, when we were much younger. And I think once my aunt released her books and started offering her services publicly that we kind of opened up a little bit more about it. We would actually, like if we were over for dinner at my aunt's house, she would bring out cards and we would, she would have us practice giving greetings to each other. Um, but all of her cards, it's kind of hard for me to say because it's all of her cards were very angel based, you know, um, which is nothing wrong with that. But I guess it's just, it was always very love uh, and not as much shadow work. So I kind of have enjoyed 
going to the dark side on my own hmm. <laughs> and diving into the shadow work aspects of a lot of those things. So it's definitely something in my family. Um, I know my great grandfather supposedly was also very much a medium um, from different accounts. And he's also, I, I don't know, part of me swears that he was Illuminati <laughs> because he like had a meeting with the Pope and that just doesn't make any sense what? to me because we're, we're, yeah, we're Jewish, first of all. Um, I've never actually, this is another so what, aspect. So of, he was then. <laughs> I, absolutely. Right. Right. So he's Jewish. He had a meeting with the Pope, um, which I just don't, I don't get how that happened. I don't know. I, I need to know more. Um, I guess next time my aunt does a reading for me, I'm going to ask her to ask him hmm. <laughs> how that happened. Um, and yeah, I have like pictures of him in the original Copacabana in Cuba with officials, like while all Cuba stuff was going down. I don't know. And he was hmm. definitely, yeah, yep. I think he was Illuminati. Um, <laughs> I, I doubt it, but I don't know. There's, there's still a chance because it doesn't make sense. Why? Why was that a thing? But other than that, I mean, I mean, other than that, it is a big, has been a big influence on my life, obviously growing up and having that being something that's been welcomed. I have not been um, baptized. Like that. My dad is Catholic. My mom's Jewish. So I also kind of have never I don't know. I always feel like uh, I've never been sworn to a religion in a way. <laughs> so I, I think that kind of adds um, this other aspect for me personally of like, I can just keep discovering what it is that I want. And I don't have, well, I'm lucky enough to not have any of that like religious trauma that I know a lot of people have. And my heart always breaks about that. What would you say is your biggest motivator in witchcraft? For me, it's just the endless amount of knowledge that you can acquire. Um, that is the one thing that definitely motivates me to keep me going, keep me learning, is just the fact that there are so many things to learn. There's so much. There's so much. And I want to learn it all. I doubt I'll ever. But <laughs> just the idea that there is so much that can help you expand and grow in your practice, that's what keeps me constantly reading books, constantly trying to decipher things. Um, yeah. It's the fact that there is no end. Now you are more into high magic than I am. I'm very much mm -hmm. simple folk practitioner. I got, I like plants and rocks. You get into the, I don't even know the word. <laughs> I get into that weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> But there's some fancy word for it. I just can't remember what it is. And that's why you had I, I, Joe come, right? Yes. Because Joe is the only person, he's really the only person I know that's also, that's close to me, uh, that is, also uses the Thoth deck. I feel like not a lot of people use Aleister Crowley's deck that I know. And it's a deck that I really love. Um, and it's because of all the symbolism and the endless connections you can make between all of the cards. Um, it's really the study of Kabbalah, which also has Jewish roots to it. So for me, it kind of resonates, resonates. Yeah. Um, and I just, the sigil work I think is fantastic and beautiful. I, I love King Solomon's sigils. Um, and I love Damien Eccles. He's um, somebody who uh, I like to follow a lot. He has a lot of really beautiful pieces and work and books on all of the things. It's just, 
it doesn't end. It almost can like trip you up quite a bit. Like there's sometimes I'll be reading stuff and I'm like, okay, I need to stop because my brain is literally about to explode. And I think that is a reason why not a lot of people are into high magic too, because some of the bigger books actually disclaim insanity (laughs) in the beginning of them. Like if you read this, like it can literally make your brain break. (laughs) So um, that's also something that is oddly intriguing to me. Like I don't want to break my brain, but like I want to get close to it. (laughs) Yeah. I had to stop. We were, on vacation once and I had to, we were watching something. I don't know why we're watching this on vacation, but it was something about the theory of relativity. And I got upset and I had to turn it off. Cause I was like, how oh, dare you? I don't understand that though. But why, how did they, yeah. why stop? I'm going to go get in the hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. It's so rude. How dare you? Yeah. I, um, I guess it, for anyone that would want to like start kind of exploring it, the Kabbalion is a book that I really like to recommend to a lot of people um, because it kind of is just the laws of the universe. And no, I'm not talking about the secret. Um, <laughs> it's like polar, like polarities and different things like that. Um, and it kind of helps break down things in a obtainable way. It is written. It is, it's kind of old. Um, so it, it could use some updating with some lingo in it, but overall it is a really good uh, like resource beginner book. Do you ever have imposter syndrome? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure do. Um, and I think that's kind of something that I mean, everyone has just in general, but I think in the witch community, it is rampant because there are so many different avenues and things to take. And I, I feel like a lot of people will proclaim their knowledge in one particular category to be the truth and it can infringe doubt on other people. And that to me is probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, is like feeling like you know everything and how that kind of creates that imposter syndrome for others. I don't think it really helps the community at all. But yeah, there's definitely, there's times when people, I mean, even now when you're like, you're into that high magic. And I was like, oh, am I, am I in high magic, into high magic enough to even talk about it? I don't think so. Because I look at Joe, who, I mean, Joe is fantastic. Uh, and he definitely does not act like he knows all the things. He is phenomenal. Um, but he, you know, I look at someone like Joe and I'm like, oh, he's so, so advanced. He knows all of the things. And I, I think that it's remembering that we're all on this continuous learning path, like path, whatever our path is. Like these things are just coming to us as we trot along our days. Um, remind us that like we need to calm down and stop being so hard on ourselves. We're learning what we're supposed to be learning when we are learning it. And it ebbs and flows too. There's sometimes I feel like I know a lot of shit, you know. Like there's times where I'm like, oh yeah, yep, mm-hmm, that's it. And then somebody can come along and be like, oh, why don't you try this? And I'm like, oh shit, I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, so. sometimes I'm surprised that I know things. Yeah, it feels great when you know things. But the thing is, no one really knows shit. <laughs> <clears throat> so speaking of the witch community, number one, this just came up recently. Do you feel like there is an overarching witch community? Or do you feel there like there are a bunch of smaller communities that witches have made together? 
I think there's both. Um, and I think it just, it's with different interests. Um, you know, the first time somebody, the first time somebody like called me a witch in like a real term, um, it actually, and it's so funny because of what I told you about my family history, but it like freaked me out. <laughs> actually, when some the person who like really kind of, I was like, you're, a, you're a witch, dude. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, I do this stuff with my family, but I'm like, I'm not a witch. Like, I had this whole like adverse reaction to it, but I feel like a lot of times, um, yeah, like we throw that word out. It's just because there's so many different kinds of witches. So I think that there is this one big umbrella community and then all of these little, little communities underneath with people experiencing different things. I mean, I would personally, if you come to Anahata's Purpose, I think you're probably a witch. There's a lot of people at Anahata's Purpose that do not, you know, proclaim themselves as witches. So I do think there's tons of different communities and then maybe they just have different verbiage for it. What do you dislike about the witch community? Um, I, if you can't tell, I don't, I don't like it when people act like they know everything because we don't know everything. <laughs> that is definitely like unnecessary gatekeeping. Obviously there's gatekeeping that is very necessary uh, in terms of appropriating different religions and cultures and things like that. But um, I, I really don't like it when people um, like don't offer a hand out, like a, like a, a helping hand when people are in need, when people are in the space to receive that. And instead of, um, you know, offering advice or not even so much offering advice, but like sharing what they have learned, um, kind of, I've, I've found, I've seen people kind of like make other people feel bad for not knowing things. And I guess that's kind of the soapbox that I'm totally standing on this entire episode right now, because it is something that I feel like I see all the time and I really hate it. I really hate it. Um, people that just feel like they have all the answers. Um, I really hate scammers. <laughs> oh my gosh. The scammers are horrible. Um, we just had that in the Marco group that just happened. Someone was getting not catfish, but scam fished, I guess. We're going to bring that word into existence. Scam fished. Um, <laughs> heard it here first, folks. Heard it here first. Scam fish. Um, yeah, like there's people that are just trying to monopolize on it, take advantage of it, and also make people feel shitty. Um, I also hate, I hate um, toxic positivity. Yeah. Different aspects of that. It's, my least favorite thing ever. One of our first like hoodies, the Anahata's purpose hoodies uh, and t-shirts that we came out was real vibes only because I hate, I hate the phrase good vibes only. I have I a it. real vibes only shirt. Yeah. Mine, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I hate good vibes only. Um, and for me, it's because the bad vibe that you go through is what actually leads you to the good vibe, right? Like the tower moment that you have, is actually what is most important for you to grow and to learn. So real vibes only, not good vibes only. <laughs> well, what do you love about the witch community? I love that even though I just said all of that, there's totally people that just completely disregard all of it. And that I feel like the witch community is one of the only communities that do really dive into their shadow side. Um, I love that. I do find that there are people uh, who are willing to be very vulnerable 
And I love that too. Uh, in the witch community, I, there's a lot of vulnerability, but um, that's why I get really mad when people take advantage of that vulnerability. I also love the diversity of the witch community um, and how I feel it's getting more and more diverse. That makes mm-hmm. me really happy. I also love the... It's almost like when you come across somebody else in the witch community, you kind of just like lock eyes and you're like, I know you. I'm like, yeah, I know you too. Like there's just this underlying yeah. like tribe, like membership that, little that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're just like, okay, I see you. I see you. <laughs> you know, you walk up, you see somebody with like a, like the, the air element tattoo on their arm and they're like, okay, all right. Who are you? What's up? Tell me. So I love that. I love all of those things. What brings you the most joy in your practice? Aha moments, synchronicities. They bother moments me. where synchronicities bother yes. me. Yes. Why? Because they skeeve me, man. Mm, I love them. I for me, I they're like it, it's like a double shot of espresso for me when that happens. I'm just I feel like it's a big like wink and smile, you know, from the universe, being like, "Keep going, you got this." Um, yeah, it synchronicity. Me to be on the right path, <laughs> <laughs> but it's your right path. Yeah, but you know? the right path is insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It it does it does get crazy. That is that is facts right there. Um, but no, that's actually what gives me all of the vibes. That's my favorite thing ever. When things just sync up, uh, and you can't almost like can't even deny it. You know. What do you is there anything you wished was discussed more? In the witch community? Yeah. And it's okay to say no. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's I think I'm very fortunate because the community that has sprung up through Anahatas has really offered me a space to discuss a lot of things. You know, we talk about all the things, the things that would definitely make you very uncomfortable, you know, like time jumping and yeah. I hate time. I know <laughs> all of the time things, but just the, I, I'm very fortunate because I do feel like I have really stumbled upon a, a witch community in my own reality that really allows me to discuss whatever the hell I want. And also that brings up topics from other members in the community that I didn't really even think that I would be talking about. And then it just helps me expand and grow even more. Um, I agree. Yeah. I, I love the, how much we question things um, in this community. And I guess if anything, it would just be to keep questioning all of the things. Now, after talking about the social media thing and how it's affected you, how do you feel it's affected your practice, social media? Um, I have been like on a big social media break. <laughs> um, it, was, it was interesting because after Anahata's, there was like this huge boost in social media and I kind of had to like forcefully be on it because it is a business, you know, like it is 
it is like not so much a business, but it, it's this community. If you, I have, I have to do it for the facilitators. I want them to be successful. So I want to keep pushing this and keep doing this. And, um, it just gets to a point where I don't know, it can be extremely draining for me. I like to make sure that when I post things on social media, that it is very real and honest, but also not too deep to where people can interpret it the way that they want to interpret it. And I just feel like sometimes people are just so crazy on social media. I also, I think the pandemic has just really made people wild on social media. (laughs) 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 <laughs> to say the least but it's it's i don't know it's just like this whole other entity it's an entirely different sovereign being that is social media it just operates on its own and i just i kind of want to just post my things hope it t- gets somebody that it needs to get to and not look at it anymore. social media is the devil how has witchcraft changed your life good and or bad it has definitely given me self-confidence that I did not have. Um, it is something that has made me feel empowered, um, which was not an environment that I was really raised in on a regular basis. Um, so I, for me, it, it's really helped me to find myself. Um, and I think out of anything that might be bad, it's just a lesson. It's just teaching me to do things differently. What would you tell somebody just starting out? Keep going. Do not get discouraged. Do not compare yourself to other people. <sighs> to trust your instincts. Um, and to to also... Again, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but just to question everything. I know for me, when there were times where I was getting scared or nervous about things, um, that I would get super worked up and super hyped up about things. And then what I realized is it was just kind of a reflection of things that were going on inside of me. Um, so I guess another thing that I would recommend is to, as you're learning your craft and exploring that, my suggestion would be to also read books about the nervous system, as weird as that sounds, um, read books about anxiety, how things trigger in the body and really kind of learn about the body because I feel like that has personally helped me move way past any limitations I've had on myself. Yeah, that would definitely be one of the main things is to be able to analyze yourself especially, but also through the body and be able to recognize different things coming up and to kind of work them together. What would you like to hear from somebody more experienced for yourself? I would now. like to hear, like yeah. Now. Yeah. I would like them to also tell me to just keep going and exploring and keep questioning things. <laughs> um, but I, I would like I just would like people who are more experienced than me to tell me and share with me those things that help them. You know, for me, I just said the, you know, also learning about the body and like the different systems in the body and how that can relate to 
your experiences and how that's helped me. And I hopefully that resonates with somebody. Maybe somebody will be like, Oh, I never thought of doing that. Let me go pick up this book. Um, like, I want to know those things. I want to know the things that flip the switch for a lot of people, um, that made them feel more comfortable in their practice. I'd also love for them to tell me that I'm doing great, sweetie, but like, just like how Chris Jenner says. <laughs> You're not allowed to hate me. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> what do you most desire from your practice? I don't really know. I feel like um, it keeps surprising me, and I and I definitely still want to get that. That is something I still desire. Um, because again, my my Gemini son can get really boring. I get really bored really quickly. And I guess more discovery of self. What would you say, are, what or who would you say are the three biggest influences on your practice? Uh, my aunt. My aunt Lisa, absolutely. Um, because she pretty much started me on all of this. Um, I also would say my best friend, uh, Cindy, she is someone who we've kind of been exploring this together over the past 15 years. And she has shown me, I've just, I've had so many experiences with her, you know, um, that are unexplainable, undescribable. Uh, but are very real. And I just, I wouldn't give that up for anything. Um, and there's a bunch of like authors that I really love. And, but there is one person in particular who he is a hub for all of these people. <laughs> and you definitely need to have a twisted sense of humor to like this guy. But Duncan Trussell <laughs> is like, my my favorite. I love him so much. Um, I love the Midnight Gospel. If you got to watch that, I I just feel like he has introduced me to so many amazing people through his show. Um, that has helped me really think of things in different ways, and I'm just really grateful for that. Wait a minute! I looked him up. Duncan Trussell, Family Hour. He's an actor. I've seen him he's before. A, he's a comedian uh, who went podcaster. Huh. And, and if you've ever watched uh, the Netflix and the Night Gospel, it's actually, it's really cool that they take episodes of his podcast and they turn it into cartoons. But like Damien Eccles, who's one of my favorite high magicians who I brought up earlier, is someone who he interviews and then is also in the show. Um, and he interviews Mitch Horowitz, who is a, a very wonderful and interesting Satanist who explains a lot of things. And I just love him. And he was really good friends with Ram Dass and he has different kinds of meditation teachers and all of these people from all over the place um, speak. And it's absolutely ridiculous. The first <laughs> 20 minutes is his ads and it's just him talking about complete nonsense. 
Um, and then it goes into the show and it's just, yeah, I'm really grateful for Duncan for just creating a hub. Who would you like to see on the show? Jason Miller. <laughs> I want Jason Miller on your show. Okay, me um, too. Yeah. His books are fantastic. I think they are just some of the best written witchcraft books ever. They just, they make sense. They, they don't get, they get in depth, but in a very obtainable and digestible way. He did, he did the financial sorcery, protection and reversal magic, which is a great book. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted me to ask you or that you wanted to talk about? We do have the mini retreat coming up. Ooh, talk about that. Hold we can on. talk about that. Yeah. Okay, tell me about that. So this is the first mini retreat, which is the next evolution of Anahatas, uh, where what we're doing is you have Anahatas purpose that you come to, right? You can choose what classes that you want to take. And then we take some of our top classes that we get from feedback through our surveys and create smaller retreats focusing and deep diving into those classes so colleen mcnally who teaches pretty much all of our tarot classes and uh crystal Vespas, who owns uh, energy ripple in Bristol, pa who did money magic akashic records the three of us are getting together we will be colleen will be going into more in depth into the tarot um, and breaking down suits and court parts and we'll be split up over two and a half days. It'll be those classes along with money magic classes. I'm going to be doing a class kind of around, I haven't named it yet, <laughs> uh, but it's pretty much around like mind magic slash self-sabotage uh, and how we can overcome that. But it's just a mini getaway so it's it's just the classes everyone goes through the classes themselves there's a max limit of people so it's like around 40 to 50 attendees that can come we don't do like any of the live music it's really just diving deep into the education building the community having you know the smaller bonfires at night maybe like an acoustic jam happening um so it's just a totally different vibe and it's for people that want to come and like, they're going to learn something. They're coming to educate themselves. Is there That's anything great. you wanted to ask me? What is your favorite herb? My favorite herb? It's a tie between mugwort and rosemary. Hmm. Solid. Solid, solid answer. Now, I do want to talk for a moment about Anahata's Purpose, Maine, happening in mm -hmm. September this year, mm -hmm. actually. Rachel has been kind enough to give me a discount code. You will get a monetary discount. And the code is AVGWITCH22. Mm -hmm. And right. that, yeah, that'll be on the last screen when they go to checkouts, like underneath. Just putting that in there. And if you can't find it, because I couldn't and I had to text Rachel and say, help me, <laughs> then feel free to reach out and I'll help you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> you can reach me on Instagram. Yep. 
Now for the last two things that aren't questions that are kind of like demands. Please recommend, except I say please at the beginning, please recommend something <laughs> to the to the listeners. Anything? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Anna House Purpose. <laughs> if you didn't say that, I swear to God. <laughs> I was looking at all of my books and all of my stuff and I'm like, ooh one thing and i'm like wait a minute you can find all of those things there <laughs> I was say you better <laughs> <laughs> no i guess i would totally recommend it on its purpose because you can learn a ton of stuff and it's really amazing the Seconded. community the, the community that we came out of it it's it's funny because i told you how there's people from another festival that helped me like they run the music for me. Like they help do all that. Cause I don't know how to do soundboards and all of that stuff. Um, and they, when the Marco started and when all the after like <laughs> side Facebook group started, they're like, yeah, it'll probably be done in like a few weeks or so. And it's just not gonna, it'll probably just fizzle out. Surprise. Surprise <laughs> six months later. And if you don't log on for a day, you're like 300 messages behind. Yeah, because um, I took a break. Do you want to know how far behind I am? Yeah, I know you're probably really far. You're probably like yeah, because I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. Well, periodically I'll go in and watch the last one just to get it off the notification off. It's <laughs> one thousand five hundred sixty-five right now. Yeah, because I went in like two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> but for I mean. I know I've really loved it. I know for a lot of us, it's been, it's been great because it's really given us this outlet and the, like a soundboard for different things that pop into our mind. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I've loved it. It's, it's also, for me, it's been extremely helpful with the pandemic in general. Like mm-hmm. um, it's helped me feel very connected to people, even though, you know, I'll go a week without leaving my house. But we can still feel like we're not alone. Yeah. It's seriously one of the, it is the best community that I've ever found myself in. Um, I just, I love the people that come to Anahata's. It's just, it's my favorite, it's my favorite thing ever. So yeah, that's what I'd recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing, please tell me a story that you love to tell. It does not have to be witch related. It can be something dumb. You talk like when you meet up with family, however many times a year, and you say the remember when this happened, that story. Why is this so hard? <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. Um, oh. You can All also right. tell well, us, this- okay, you can tell how you got your dogs or named them or. Well, oh. Rue is named after the herb Rue. So there's that, which is cute. Um, Maggie's named after the Walking Dead because I was into that once. And Koji is <laughs> named Koji. <laughs> Koji is into is named Koji because it is Japanese fermented rice, and my partner is a chef. But I actually, I do have um, a real story. Not so, it's like a it's like a on ongoing joke and frustration for my partner and I. And it's okay, really funny. I love those. Yeah. So, uh, backstory for those you don't know, 
uh, when we come to Anahata's, all of the food that's provided there is provided by my partner. Uh, he's a chef and owns a restaurant, phenomenal chef, delicious food. Um, all of my witchy books are mirrored by all of his cookbooks. He's got a ton of cookbooks in here, right? So you can say we're foodies. So he loves tacos, like fancy tacos, not Taco Bell. Like he likes to make some fancy, fancy tacos. And we were at, I believe, a barbecue and like I had a hot dog. And I was like, is a taco a hot dog? Oh, no. <laughs> Just random, like, popped up. Let me finish. <laughs> 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 Randomly just popped out of my mouth and his face, he was like, what? What the fuck did you just say? Like, I cannot <laughs> believe, right? Um, and I was like, well, I mean, if you think about it, the bread part, it like covers, like it's connected at the bottom and like all the stuff's on the inside. So like it's, the hot dog isn't a sandwich. It's definitely a taco. Like a taco is a hot dog. Taco's a sandwich. So I just heard this whole thing, is taco a sandwich or not? Uh, and it's still an ongoing thing. I'll bring it up every once in a while. He gets furious about it but it's like so innocent but he's just like a taco is a taco and i'm like but it can be a sandwich so then it turns into is it cheesesteak no i'm from philly area for anyone so cheesesteak is obviously gonna be the first thing i bring up but is a cheesesteak a taco oh my god the bread is is it i'm not gonna get could, into it could you consider it a taco i'm not gonna get into that could a taco be a cheesesteak <laughs> It's if, <laughs> um, I will never, you know, give in. <laughs> I'll never give in. Yeah. Like, I know, I know you're probably like, maybe you should have reread the disclaimers on that insanity, or like the insanity part of the book. <laughs> um, but I just, there's a, I'll never give in because it's just absolutely hilarious and it brings me so much joy. Um, to just randomly ask him if the taco is a sandwich. So if anyone listening to this goes to Anahata's. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. And sees a six foot, five foot gentleman in the kitchen. Um, he'll probably be the tallest one in the kitchen always. Uh, just ask him randomly if it's a taco. Taco is a sandwich. Please let him make tacos and then people can hold the dumb up and say, is this a sandwich? <laughs> oh, he will make tacos. That's then he loves. Someone has to do that and then he'll never cook for us again and we will ruin it. <laughs> That's because why we the can't food have nice is great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm super, super grateful to have that food in my life. It is. Me too. It is great. I, yeah, think about I, it. I think about mm-hmm. that thing we had on that Saturday, that freaking pita. Mm-hmm. I still think yep. about that pita. What is that? Yep. It's magic. That's his magic. That's mm-hmm. that's his witchcraft, his food. I don't know how he does it. So, listeners, on the day we have tacos, somebody better hold up a taco to mm-hmm. him and ask him if this is a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. It will or... not be me because I'm not trying to piss off the chef, but someone should. <laughs> well, this is the thing. He's not going to be pissed off at anyone because he's going to know <laughs> where it came from. So... <laughs> He's going to be pissed at me for saying it publicly to, and, and they try to encourage people to say it to him. Hey, harass my husband. Exactly. Please, please, everyone harass him. Yeah. So I guess that's my, my, my story 
it's an ongoing story though. It does. It's not ending. It will never end. It'll never end. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I miss you. I miss you too. <sighs> or halfway there. I know. I'm not going to sing Bon Jovi. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. I will see you later. All right. Bye. Bye. I got another review. This one is from Jana in Toronto. It's titled Fantastic Conversations with a Wide Variety of Inspiring People. Five stars. Thank you, Jana. And Jana says, Fantastic. I love the format, love the questions, and most of all, love the openness and curiosity of our host, who quickly makes you feel at home and inspired. It's nice to hear the stories and opinions of other witches stumbling their way through this lifestyle, whether they're new or experienced, and they help the listener feel that whatever they're doing is okay if it's right for them. Hello from Canada. Thank you so much, Jana. That is really what I'm trying to do with this podcast is help everybody feel included and connected. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Your Average Witch. You can find us all around the internet on Instagram at Your Average Witch Podcast, Twitter at Average Witch Pod, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Your Average Witch Podcast, at YourAverageWitch.com, and at your favorite podcast service. Want to help the podcast grow? Leave a review. You can review us on Amazon and Apple Podcasts, and now you can rate us on Spotify. You just might hear your review read at the end of the next episode. To rate Your Average Witch on Spotify, click the home key, click on Your Average Witch Podcast, and then leave a rating. You can also support the show by going to patreon.com slash cleverkimscurios. If you'd like to recommend someone for the podcast, like to be on it yourself, or if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, send an email to youraveragewitchpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the moon changes. Moon changes.